But if he's living in unforgiveness, he's a rascal. That's who he is. One of the translations says, You contempt to us servant. Which means God has tried you in the court of heaven and he finds you guilty of contempt. Because when he forgave you, he wanted to dramatize forgiveness. When he showed you forgiveness, he expected you to leave forgiveness in your community. He wants you to be a specimen of a Christian. At times you see Christians in the house of God telling themselves, well, I don't, talk, I don't talk to that lady. No, I don't have anything to do with her. I just go my way, she goes that way. You see that lady? If you know what she did last year, listen to me, last year, that if we will count what you did against God between last year and now, how much do you think it will amount to? All your prayerlessness, all your evil thoughts, all your evil desire, all your evil eye, all your disobedience to God's instruction, all your lack of sacrifice and commitment to God's cause. If we will count that, if God will count it, you think you can stand? But because of one thing somebody did last year, say, well, you know, Sister Joyce, I don't talk to Sister Joyce. We don't meet. You see, she's such a lady. Listen, listen before you begin to talk about her. Titus 3, verse 2 says, Talk evil of no man. James 4, 11 says, talk, Speak not evil one of another, brethren. James 5, 9 says, Grudge not one another, lest you come to condemnation. Don't keep malice. Don't say you are wicked. You are guilty of content. The heaven, the court of heaven has summoned you and they have found you guilty. And according to Nahum chapter 1 verse 3, God will not discharge the guilty. Proverbs eleven twelve tells us what God will do to the wicked. He says, though hand join hand in hand, the wicked will not go unpunished. The wicked will not go unpunished. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 11. God is speaking. He said, Woe unto the wicked, for it shall be ill with him. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 13. He said, It shall not be well with the wicked. Psalm 7, verse 11. He says, God is angry with the wicked every day. That tells you the way God is looking at you. That tells you the way God is going to deal with you. If you are a squadron, a rascal, God will deal with you rascally. Imagine how a judge will deal with somebody who has offended in the court who is guilty of contempt. God will have judgment without mercy if you have shown no mercy yourself. Whatsoever a man sweat, that shall he reap. If you sow to the flesh, you reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you reap life eternal. Brother judge, what are you talking about? I am saying, Psalm 34 verse 21 says, Evil will slay the wicked. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 17 says, be not over much wicked neither make yourself a fool for why will you die before your time wickedness have been known to pursue wicked men and to kill them before the time God looks at you and calls you wicked because he expects you to forgive he expects the Christ sacrifice on the cross to atone not just for your relationship with him but also for your relationship with your brother we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren not because we speak in tongues if you love the brethren forgiveness will never be a problem with you I remember I went to, to go ahead and uh, talk to people if it is me saying you are wicked you could argue and say well you don't love me but this is God calling his own son wicked 
if God has to call his own son wicked, he's going to deal with him wickedly. The Bible said in the book of Psalm 9 verse 17, the wicked shall he turn into hell and the nations that forget God. The wickedness of the wicked will overthrow them. Proverbs 3.33 It says the cause of the Lord Is in the house of the wicked When I see such things it aches my heart The cause of God Is in the house of the wicked And Proverbs chapter 2 verse 22 It says the wicked shall be cut off You are supposed to endure You are supposed to remain You are supposed to be established But unforgiveness is wickedness It is wickedness Look at the person near you And look at him in the eyeball And say unforgiveness is wickedness Say it again You are saying it so coolly Say it again That is the first attitude of God Number two attitude Verse 34 And his Lord was wroth Which means God was angry he was angry. His Lord was angry. Proverbs 14 35. The king's favor is towards a wise servant, but his anger is against his son that causes shame. God is not pleased with the man who lives in unforgiveness. He is not happy with you. He is not satisfied with you. He cannot say, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He is not happy. He is not glad. He is sorrowful about your case. Your case is something that makes him sad. I always want to pray that my case will make God happy. That's what I pray. So here you see the second thing. He says his Lord was wroth. Proverbs 16, 14. He says the king's wrath is as the messengers of death. Proverbs 19, 12. He says the king's anger is as the roaring of the lion. And in Proverbs 20, verse 2. He said he that makes God to be angry sinneth against his own soul. God said, I'm angry with you if you live in unforgiveness. And then number three, the, the third attitude of God towards the one who lives in unforgiveness. It says, he delivered him to the tormentors. When I see that, my heart is touched. God said, you are wicked. I'm angry with you. And he says, I will deliver you over to the tormentors. One translation is called the tormentors. He called them scourgers. People who scourge who beats people until they confess whether you know it or not there is an invisible wall of protection around your life the eyes of the Lord are over you and his ears are inclined to your prayers Psalm 121 verse 4 says he that keepeth you does not sleep and he does not slumber the word of God tells me that the angel of the Lord encamp around them that trust in him and deliver them Psalm 34 verse 7 the word of God tells me in Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 he said for I see the Lord shall be a wall of fire round about you and the glory in the midst of you the word of God tells me that he keeps me back from every evil. He has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways and they shall bear me up with their hands least at any time they, I dash my foot against a stone. But when you begin to live in unforgiveness, the wall of protection around you will be removed. Your angels will no longer defend you. The wall of fire will no longer work for you. The power of God will no longer be there to defend you against what the enemy wants to do against you. You will be left bare. You will be left open. You can read Isaiah chapter 4. He tells you what will happen. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter, chapter, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. He says, He that diggeth a pit will fall into it. Whosoever removeth the hedges, the serpent shall bite him. When you look at some Christian's life, you can see the effect of the serpent. 
I told them in the morning today how for three months I was on my back sick and no doctor could diagnose my case. I'm up for invasion. For every bitterness, every hatred, every evil concupiscence, every unrepented, unforgiving sin, the devil will send his own crowd after you. Whosoever bringeth down the head is, the serpent shall bite him. There are certain things that are defiled solution because of unforgiveness. I was on my back. The doctors came, the best of doctors examined me. They said, we don't know what is wrong with you. Your heartbeat is right. Your blood is right. Everything is right. He said, we don't know what is wrong with you. We, we cannot interpret what we are seeing. We took your urine. We took your physics. We took your blood, your skin. He said, but you are heavy. I said, but I'm dying. And as I, as I was on my bed, my soul made diligent search. Then I remembered one person that I had said to, I will not forgive you. There in the quietness of my room, after I had gone through three months of agonizing experiments by doctors, they turned me into a laboratory. They were giving me all manner of drugs. My faith had failed. Don't talk about faith when you are living in unforgiveness. Your faith will fail and it will be embarrassed. You will be brought low to the ground. My faith failed. All the drugs I was given wouldn't work. On one occasion, there was a tablet I swallowed and it came out whole. It was like my whole system collapsed. Look, what I'm telling you, God has taught me by real experience. Lo, these things, we have searched it. Hear it and know it for your good. You don't have to go through what I went through. It may not have happened to you like it did to me, but it came to a point where it had to happen to me. Psalm 119 verse 67. It says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I taken heed unto your law. One translation says, The best thing, the best thing that you did to me was the punishment you gave me. I made an open heart repent. I said, God, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And if there is any wicked way in me, tell me in the way of life everlasting. And God put his hand on unforgiveness. He said, it's unforgiveness. I said, who? Then he told me. Oh dear. I repented like this. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesseth and forsaketh them shall not prosper. I repented. Pew. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. You see, before then I was boasting over my dead body. Who do you think I am? You are making a joke of me. Don't you know who I am? But sickness is softened me. They torture us. They torment us. Everybody say tormentors. Nebuchadnezzar used to be proud, arrogant, cocky. When he went to the University of Animals for seven years, when he came back, it was soft and simple. He said, Thou art, O Lord, and the only God. There is none beside you. <laughs> you have learned your lesson. But you have an opportunity to learn it theoretically and not practically. Wife, forgive your husband. Husband, forgive your wife. Today, look at yourself in the eyes after today's service and say, Though I've suffered in your hand. Though you messed me up and treated me like a rag and a doormat, 
but I have no choice. For Christ's sake, in the spirit of this time, forgive you. Your body says, come on, don't have, come on. He said, no, no, devil, get behind me, Satan. When you leave this place on your way home, there may be a place that you don't pass through because there's a man there you don't want to see. Pass through that way today and greet him. When you walk in, he will take to his heels. What is this? You will tell him, no, come back, come back. There was this man who had one daughter and the daughter married this man. The daughter and this man got married. The man was not born again. The daughter was not born again. The man put a gun to the girl's head and shot thrice. And the bullets did not enter. And when the father of the girl heard, he said, I will not forgive, forgive that man for as long as my only daughter, he wants to kill her. This man was living in bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment. It filled his heart until he was afflicted by a disease known as gout. G-O-U-T. Your whole body swells up. Tormentors. So he went to a meeting. Evangelists laid hands on him until all the hair on his head was falling off. From one meeting to another meeting. From one, His plague was wonderful. Everybody that saw him said, uh-uh. <laughs> That's not, everybody looked at him like a special case. They anointed him with oil until he was causing energy shortage. One day, one evangelist looked at him and said, you want to be, the man wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The evangelist looked at him and said, you cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit until you repent and you forgive. I don't know who it is, but there is unforgiveness in your life. This man went by then the man had been saved that is the man who married his daughter and his daughter had been saved so the man went on their door and knocked yes come in when the man showed up both the daughter and the son picked race because it was almost more than 10 years ago they saw him last they said daddy what's wrong with you he said well you know many things are wrong I, I just have to come back here and tell you that well son I'm sorry I forgive you I forgive you so that evening, six o'clock, he went into the six o'clock service, and he came forward to be filled with the Holy Ghost. For three years, he had not been able to remove his wedding ring because he had swollen double to his size. His wedding ring had been clogged in his hands. When he came out in the evening service, when the evangelist laid his hand on this man, the man went out, and his wedding ring fell off, and his trousers came down. Healed by the power of God through the spirit of repentance from unforgiveness. He said, I will deliver you to the tormentors. You will go into the prison house of horror. You will, have, you will be confused in your mind. Emotionally unbalanced. All because of unforgiveness. Young boy, forgive your principal in secondary school. Forgive that lecturer who you think doesn't like you and that's why you failed. Forgive your neighbor. Children, forgive your parents. Parents, forgive your children. At times, some parents look at their children and say, You have caused me all this grief and all this pain. You have wasted my money and my life. You, this little boy, I will not forgive you. Forgive him. When you forgive him, the power of God will go to work in his life and your life. And there will be a glorious transformation. God says, If you are living in unforgiveness, you are wicked. If you are living in unforgiveness, I'm angry against you. I'm angry with you. And if you are living in unforgiveness, I have no choice. I may have to deliver you to this prison house of horror. In three months, I went through water. They passed water into my body. The water would not work. They gave me injections until my whole ass was full of holes. And there was no change. There was no, there was no, there was no solution. But when I carried out an open heart surgery, 
I saw it. It was sticking out like a sore finger. And from that day I made up my mind. I said, God, not only have the cross reconciled me to you, but it has reconciled me to all men. Follow peace with all men. Today is a day of new beginning. Today is a day of a new life. Shall we bow our heads before God? Have mercy, O God. Have mercy, O God. I'll be through in a couple of minutes. Let's wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Let, let, let me pray for you as you are there. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will take us back in our memory to those houses where we lived in, to those cities where we lived in, to those places of work wherein we worked formerly. Take us back to those relationships that we used to have with our friends. Take us back to our families. Take us back, oh God, to the schools that we attended. Take us back to those people that were our friends long ago. Take us back, oh God. Remind us of those things that are unjust in our lives. Remind us of those people that we have said we will not forgive. Open our eyes, dear Lord. Heal our hearts. Pour your balm into our hearts and our lives, O oh God. Bring us to Calvary. We are the blood that atones not just for our relationship with God, but also reconciles us to God. You may be a woman having a cold in a baby. And you look at your baby and say, My husband left me after this baby. I won't forgive him. Forgive him. You may be a woman. Your husband contacted a strange sickness and brought it home to you. And that has made you to be full of resentment and unforgiveness. Forgive him. While every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray first of all for one set of people. If you are here and you have not committed your heart and your life to Christ, you are not yet born again. Or you are here, you are not a good Christian. You have not been born again. You have not answered an altar call. Or you answered an altar call, but you are not a committed Christian. I want to pray for you this morning. Wherever you are, if you are here, you are not a born again Christian, or you are a Christian but not a good Christian, and you want me to pray for you and pray with you. That's one of the reasons why I'm here. Wherever you are, I want you to gently raise your hand to God. Raise up your hand wherever you are. God bless you. Wherever you are, raise up that hand above your head. Lord, Lord, raise up that hand properly, please. Wherever you are, boy or girl, man or woman, young or old, bond or free, raise up that hand properly before God. And in an attitude of surrender to God, attitude, keep that hand up. In an attitude of surrender to God, wherever you are, I want you to stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. It is before God we are standing. Stand on your feet wherever you are. God bless you for those hands. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet quickly. We are talking with God. We are dealing with God. Stand on your feet wherever you are. Keep your hand up and stand on your feet. You are telling the Lord, Oh God, I'm standing on my feet. I'm keeping my hands up. I, I love you, Jesus. I, I want to serve you. I want to live for you. God bless you. Now, wherever you are, quickly in the next two, three minutes, I want you to make your way and come and stand here for the pastoral prayer. Quickly, God bless you. Come. Come and stand here for the pastoral prayer. Quickly. Quickly. Just a sire.
the south, the east, and the west, just as I am without one plea, but thy blood was shed for me, and thou beats me. God to thee, oh, oh Lamb of God, I come. Let the congregation bow their heads. I have a second call that I'm going to make. You are not going to come out, but you are going to stand up where you are. If you are in this congregation this morning And you know in your heart That there are people to forgive There are people you need to forgive There are people you purpose you must forgive today It could be your husband, it could be your wife It could be your neighbor, it could be a business partner Business partner, business associates Friends who have hurt you badly and you feel so bad that you have felt so bad but you want to say to God today I want to forgive these people I want to forgive and forget about whatever they have done family members who have hurt you family members who have despised you and used you family members who have messed up your life but today you are saying I want to forgive them if you are here and you are like that wherever you are as an attitude of the purpose of your will Stand on your feet wherever you are Stand up on your feet wherever you are If you are like that You need to forgive people You need to turn them loose You need to tell them Oh God I forgive these people Put your hand on your chest Put your hand on your chest People of God Put your hand on your chest and call We are not right We cannot see our ways with God are right Talk to God, church. Turn him loose from your heart, woman. Don't hold him bound in your mind. Let him go, woman. Let him go, man. Let that business associate go. Forgive him. God will walk in you to work it out. Call upon God, every one of you. And I'm going to ask for the pastoral prayer. Our Heavenly Father... We thank you for the forgiveness that we have received, for the wonderful and glorious benefits of your cross, for the gracious transformation that has come to our lives through your resurrection. And as your Spirit would speak to us now, I pray today that you would enable us to forgive those whom we should forgive. 
Help us, O oh God, to be obedient to your Spirit. Help us to do what he tells us to do. Help us to be obedient, to be faithful. Help us not to put off this thing. But may we do what you would have us do. Do it in love. Do it in faith. Do it in confidence. Know else blessings. And bring to that life help through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Father, thank you. Thank you for the delights that we enjoy because of the empty tomb. But help us to be faithful to the demands that you make upon us as we follow you as obedient servants. So Father, may victories be won this day. And may your people grow and become strong in the many things that you want to bestow upon us because of our obedience to your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Those of you who are standing here at the altar, just a moment with you before we are dismissed this morning. I want you to know that salvation brings us into the joy of forgiveness. Peace with God because our sins are forgiven. And I want to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to bow your heads and say this prayer after me. Oh God, I thank you this morning for salvation freely given to me because I believe on Jesus. I receive him today as my Savior. And I turn from my sin and to serve him. Oh God, help me from this moment to walk with you and to serve you and to live for you. Help me, Father, to fellowship with believers, to get into a class where I can be taught and prepare to follow you as you require of me. Help me, Lord, to be persistent in my walk with you. But thank you now, for I receive Jesus into my life as my Savior. I accept your forgiveness. I accept your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage those of you who are standing here at the altar to attend a class that we have every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock for you over in the tent. That class will instruct you how to walk with God, how to live with Him, how to mature in your faith, how to go on to water baptism, how to live knowing Jesus Christ, not only as Savior, but Lord and Master of your life. Rejoice in the fact that Christ has forgive you this day of your sin if you have invited Jesus into your life as personal Savior. May God bless you. Remember, when you come to Christ, you come in repentance. That is, you turn from your life of sin. You turn to Christ. And by the enabling grace of the Holy Spirit, you walk with God. May God bless you and help you.
I want to invite the congregation to stand, please. Let us all rise. We have had a full morning here. Normally our service is over by 12.30. But our brother felt that he just had to impart to us this truth so vital and relevant to our lives today. And now the choir will sing our benediction.